All information contained in this podcast is general in nature and does not consider your individual circumstances. You should consider the appropriateness of this information with regards to your individual objectives, financial situation and needs. Welcome to Sharing More Than The Sheets, a podcast to help you and your partner make better financial and lifestyle decisions so that you can both focus on the things that you love. I'm your host, Michael Curry, financial planner, green thumb, husband, and just dad. If life were predictable, it would cease to be life and be without flavor. A quote by Eleanor Roosevelt. Today, I'm going to be talking about three ways to manage financial risk for those that don't have a crystal ball. When it comes to money, there are different things, there are some things that are in your control and there are some things that are out of your control. And there are ways of managing that risk. Now, nobody can avoid risk. There is always going to be risk in any financial avenue that you try to take or any financial plan that you try to put together or even your financial advisor may put together. But there are ways to actually manage that risk and there are ways to actually take measured approaches to your decision making. The first one is diversification. So when it comes to investing, diversifying your investments is one of the core rules of investing. Now, what I mean by that, if you had a portfolio of investments, for example, let's say shares, instead of having all of your money in a particular company or in a particular asset class like Australian shares, for example, you could potentially have your portfolio split up into different types of asset classes like international shares, Australian shares, bonds, fixed interest, property even. And by having this type of diversification, you're managing your risk. Because for example, if you did have all of your money in a particular asset class like Australian shares, you pose the risk of your portfolio, for example, not performing so well if Australian shares one year or over two years or three or four, if not more years, were not to perform as well as expected. That also applies if you have different types of investments. So I come across many people who have a lot of property, for example, but they'll have no other type of investment at all. So essentially, 100% of their investments are in property. Sometimes I'll come across scenarios where people don't have property and they have all of their investments in shares. And again, that diversification isn't really existent, which poses a bit of a risk if certain parts of the market were not to perform as well as others. Going back to the crystal ball type of uh, perspective, as financial advisors, we don't have a crystal ball. We don't know, nobody knows what investment is going to be the next investment that's going to outperform all the others. And that is also a reason that diversification plays a key role in investing money to help manage risk. As obvious as this sounds, many of the times, most people will choose an investment, for example, or an investment asset class that they're comfortable with, that they know that maybe their parents made a lot of money out of or that they've made a lot of money out of in the past. And they'll avoid the investments that they don't really understand or the ones that they've had a bad experience with or their parents had a bad experience with or their partner did or um, a friend maybe did or something. They Maybe they heard about something in the media or they read something on social media where they've avoided that particular asset class. 
This is where it helps to have a discussion with a financial advisor, for example, because a lot of what we do is, yes, we advise, but we also educate. Um, I spend a lot of my days educating people on different financial aspects of their lives, especially when it comes to investing. A, so that my clients and anyone I talk to understands these concepts, but B, so that we create building blocks that only grow and expand and continue to develop over time. The second thing is having savings. Having some sort of savings, whether it's an emergency fund or just literally call it a savings account, to have cash flow and liquidity in the event of an unforeseen circumstance. It could be somebody losing their job. It could be an injury resulting into reduction or loss of income. It could be the fridge breaking down. It could be an emergency repair at your house or at an investment property. It could be the need to have to travel overseas or interstate to visit a loved one. Having savings is so, as a a financial strategy, it's so underrated so many times. And Yes, many, some people, some may have investments, for example, but the issue with having investments when it comes to an emergency, or the downside, I should say, is that selling down those investments is normally not that straightforward. It may take time, it may cost money, but also it may be a lot more complicated or even worse, it could be a bad time to sell that investment to take out those funds. So by having savings and having some form of liquidity, there you essentially have access to those funds as you need them, compared to having to pay selling costs, whether it's selling a property or the time it takes to sell down shares or managed funds, or even, as I said, the risk of having to sell down when it's not a good time to sell down in the market. And the last thing you want is to be at the mercy of the market as to whether you can access funds in an emergency as well. So by having savings there, by having some form of liquidity, you have the ability to essentially have cash when you need it without having to borrow it or sell down investments or or wait to, to, to get access to those funds. Having a proper budget helps with having a savings. Some that I talk to will tell me that they've never had savings in their lives or they've had savings, but it's never been more than five or 10,000, for example. So having a budget, having structure can help you build that habit and can help you build that savings. It may not grow overnight, it may not grow over a few weeks, but eventually By having discipline and having a proper structure and a plan that can grow, your savings can grow to a point where you can be comfortable knowing that if something was to happen, if an unforeseen circumstance was to occur, you've actually, you've got the funds there and you can access those funds. These podcasts have been brought to you by Better Financial Planning Australia. To book a free 15 minute phone chat, visit betterfinancialplanning.com.au. The third tip I would give is to have some form of insurance and life insurance in particular. So whether we're talking car insurance, house insurance, pet insurance, health insurance, but life insurance, having some form of cover or some sort of protection. I've said this before, but every plan A needs a plan B. And if somebody was to decide to not have life insurance because they don't want to pay for it or because they don't believe in it or because they have they've had a bad experience with life insurance or they know someone that has, then they are leaving themselves open to, to risk because things do occur. Believe it or not, we are not bulletproof. Our our health can deteriorate at any point. I'm in a position where I 
help my clients regularly with life insurance, for example. And I can tell you now, most of the time I set up life insurance, if not every time I've set up life insurance for a client, I did not think they would ever need it and neither did they. But when I do a claim for a client, it's just, it's, it's, it's such a surreal experience when they, there's a health issue, a health event that's occurred, whether it's a really severe a terminal diagnosis or, or just literally an accident. When it occurs, it's, it's just one of those things that no one expected it to happen. We always knew there was a risk and that's why life insurance was recommended and set up. But it's one of those situations where you, you don't anticipate it. Nobody sees these things coming most of the time anyway. So having some form of plan B really helps protect you in that situation as well and to help, and it does help to manage that risk. Now, as I said, whether it's income protection or God forbid death, at least having that protection creates that safeguard from a financial point of view for you and your family. Now, on that note, there does need to be a balance, however. For example, you can't literally save every dollar you possibly earn and not have enough money left to put food on the table. And at the same time, you can't spend a quarter of your wage on insurances and not be able to to save or invest or do anything else for the future. So there needs to be that balance. And again, this is where having a sound financial plan does help, whether it's with your financial advisor or with a even having a discussion with your partner. Having some sort of plan and having some of these in place really, really will put you in a better financial position in the event of something occurring which you didn't really expect. We all know this, but when times are good, it's very, very difficult to expect the worst. A, some people think they're bulletproof. B, many feel that, hey, that's probably not going to happen to me. C, some say, you know what, I'll just manage, I'll deal with it when the time comes. But the person that is proactive, the plan which allows for risks, for financial risks, is the one that is a lot more likely to succeed than that that doesn't account for any of this. So number one, diversification, diversifying investments. Number two, having a savings, having some liquidity to access in an emergency. And three, having insurance, having a plan B to protect you and your family in the event of something occurring. So for those that don't have a crystal ball, I hope today's episode has given you some sort of uh, guidance or, or at least a reminder of what you should be focusing on to avoid risk. For, for, for those that do have a crystal ball, good luck to you. Call me. I'd love to, I'd love to borrow it for a day or two. Thanks for joining us on Sharing More Than The Sheets. Please make sure you subscribe to be updated with future episode releases and feel free to share this episode with any friends or family that you think it might benefit. Please visit us at sharingmorethanthesheets.com.au to submit questions or requests for future podcast topics. These podcasts have been brought to you by Better Financial Planning Australia. To book a 15-minute phone chat, visit betterfinancialplanning.com.au.